Hello everyone, it's just a quick pre-podcast thing. Um, there's a fair few chair squeaks in this week's audio because um, Tom had a very squeaky chair he was sitting on, so I apologise if you can hear that. But yeah, um, hopefully the audio quality is still really good. Enjoy the episode. Cheers. Hello and welcome to the Slightly Focused Podcast with me, Will George. And once again, Calum is not here as he has gone home for the holidays and he hasn't got his microphone with him. So today I'm back with another guest all the way from the island of Jersey. It's Tom Webster. Tom, welcome to the pod. Yo, guys. Cheers for having me on, man. Appreciate it. How are you, man? Um, I'm not too bad, Tom. Glad to see you. You've been, uh, you've just uh, come back from the Maldives, so that's a pretty interesting thing to happen uh, in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, mate, I know it's been so good to get away. Like it was so weird getting on a plane like in the middle of a pandemic. Like literally, plane was empty. Had like four seats to myself. I was like first class, but I was at the back of the plane. It was like buzzing. It's just good to get away, man. And obviously, I was in the Maldives. Like you don't really get places much better than that so yeah i can't lie man it was pretty sick time <laughs> <laughs> talk about cinematic location i think that's like definitely up there oh mate i know when you're talking about blue ass water like that's it's probably the number one spot so uh, it's yeah. con- content creators dream I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah so quick intro to you so who actually are you and what do you what do you do tell the people uh, so my name is Tom Webster and I am a filmmaker primarily, but I also do like photography as well. I used to do like digital art stuff, but I kind of ditched that because I don't know, I just focusing on the filmmaking <laughs> aspect. Um, and that's me. I'm 20 years old, turned 20 like last month and... Do you want me to give you a bit of a background on how, how I came to be a filmmaker? Yeah, that was literally my next question. I've got read that here. It's like, how did you get into video? Okay, so I think, so I started like most people, I think, kind of picked up a camera when I was about 12, maybe 11, 12. And I first picked up a camera when I was like scootering with my friends. And I wanted to film me and my mate scootering, film my tricks to show my parents or like, just to kind of like see my progression as a scooter rider. Um, so that's kind of where it all started, down the skate park. Every day after school, every weekend, I'd be there with my mates or even outside my house just filming myself. And then it kind of just progressed on from scootering to then mountain biking. I was like living down the dirt jumps from the age of about 13, 14 until maybe like 15, 16. I was there every single day shredding the jumps filming me and my mates riding and it was just kind of like no motive behind it I was just getting all these clips and then I kind of built up this library of footage that was just sitting there and it was like I wanted to do something with these so I started making edits on Windows Movie Maker I just stole my da- dad's laptop and started like, out. bashing out shout, some edits. Shout out to Movie Maker. <laughs> all humble yeah, beginnings. Man, shout- all humble beginnings. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> Shoving every single transition on there. The little like colourful rainbow one was the was the go to transition. <laughs> I think that's. I think uh, many people, many like YouTuber and creator, have edited a video on Movie Maker before they realised. I think it's like a gradual, it's like Pokemon evolutions. You start Movie Maker, then you go into like 
Vegas or something, <laughs> then like Premier or Final Cut. And yeah, then that's like maybe, it. It's maybe it. Avid right at the end or something if you really want to <laughs> get really into it. But yeah, I think... Yeah, I think, that's cool. I think most... Yeah, Dead Right, a lot of people started skewering and like different things. I did a lot of skewering as yeah, a kid, it's... but I didn't like film a lot of it. But I was there when like loads of other people were filming different things and I like, made like loads of like... Miles like a lot of like similar to Callum who who probably would tell you this if he was here like Lego like stop motion and just things like my garden oh, and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's like literally that. how everyone starts, isn't it? It's just yeah. like it's um. So I'm part of like a co- uh, colder creative. I don't know if you know. Yeah. Sam the... Colder's group and one of the challenges on was that on there was to do like your story on basic how you started and it was like pretty much like ninety percent of people all started from like either scootering skating mountain biking everyone seems to start by doing like some cool kind of sport like extreme, extreme sport. sport yeah, yeah. i watched that i watched that video the other day your the my story colder one it was really it was really sick actually it definitely had like the sound colder vibes in it like the bird the bird shot like of him um, like going past i was like that's like that's like straight like sound colder vibes i was like yeah that was like my one of my next questions like what is just for context for people who don't know who Sam Calder is, I don't know what you've been doing. You've been sleeping under a rock for the last like five years. The man's the filmmaking goat yeah. on the internet. <laughs> Everyone wants to be him. He has um, abs of a god and can back look like an absolute Olympic champ. He can but, just do anything. Yeah, you give that man a camera and he'll make you just pure gold. And he's just an absolute legend. And he started, what is it? It's like an online course, isn't it? Yeah, so he started an online course and he's kind of the filmmaker that I've looked up to since I first kind of started editing. I've always watched his videos and kind of been inspired by his style and like kind of fast paced and what he does. Just basically, I just want to be Sam Colder, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone wants to be him. Everyone's like, I'm no, like, man, he's just such a legend. Everyone wants to be Sam Colder. He's a goat. Um yeah, but on a real, like, yeah, he's, I've always looked up to him, so I was like, it was, like, inevitable that I'd get his course because, obviously, I want to see how he does his stuff, and it's just, yeah, it's just, there's no no doubt about it. It's going to get it's it, so, yeah. Good insight into him, really. I've heard, like, a lot of mixed things about it, but, yeah, from what I've seen recently, yeah, he's been pushing it a lot more, like, from what you've told me, he says it's quite, it's quite sick, and I saw yesterday mm. he was doing, like, an FPV competition and stuff, so he's definitely more, like, yeah. active on it now, but he's, like moved house to like was it south africa or somewhere now hasn't he yeah so it's yeah, pretty sick like I, w- I probably would have bought the course but i saw the price tag on it i was like yeah my pocket i haven't got that kind of cash at the minute yeah it's but, pretty spenny but i just see it as an investment at the end of exactly the day, so that's that's it's gonna it's gonna make get. me back money yeah exactly yeah exactly like, it's what people don't get about filmmaking it's like people it's will invest like man. 12 grand not 12 grand will invest like uh, two grand into a camera or something like man that's so expensive then you're like yeah but you can make that back in like a couple of jobs or something yeah literally it's like so say with the course for example it's like what was it like 700 quid if you land if you take one tip from that course and land one job with that tip you've made back your money or exactly. maybe two jobs depends exactly. what you're charging and the same with filmmaking gear like all my mates are like why are you spending like four grand on a camera it's like yeah, but it's like making me money, and also it's like a passion as well. It's like a hobby, so it's like they buy like expensive clothes or whatever. And it's like I'll buy a camera because it's what I'm into, and it's also making me money. So there's like two exactly. benefits. There, I'd it? way rather spend like a couple grand, put like the value of a car into a into camera gear, and into like 
specking out like a my editing setups and stuff than buying a car or something and i've literally recorded a tiktok literally yesterday that i'm about to edit after i've recorded this about like investing in yourself like it's such a big important thing like yeah 100 people, people say oh i want to be a filmmaker but then they'll carry on buying stupid shit so if you if you don't invest your money into what you want to do like like I, to do those podcasts i bought a microphone and then like to do my filmmaking i bought cameras and whatever whatever like that all costs money but i mean i'd rather be spending it on that than other stuff because i know it's what i want to go into and i know in the long run as you said it's going to make me money back and yeah like, i've bought, I've bought a co- online course as well which which my friends did and um their course is really useful and um it's a lot of a lot of beginners are in there and they've learned so much and landing jobs and it's really sick to see that they're just like making their money back quite quickly from it which is awesome mm. So um, I've yeah, definitely yeah. been like online courses, people like shit on them a lot, but I think they all have a lot of value because as you said, if you take one or two pieces of info from it and learn something amazing yeah. and bag some jobs, you've just, you, you've Yeah, that's it, mate. It's back. literally, if you get, if you get one thing out of that uh, one course, that's it, like it's worth the money, 100%. That's the way I see it. Obviously it depends how much it is. If it's a 10 grand course, then maybe not, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's like I bought a I bought a drone course the other day to do like my um like an advanced level drone flying so I can fly it in like more like built up areas and stuff. And that was like oh, okay, yeah. It was like it's re- it was like re- heavily reduced. So I was like, man, snag that. And everyone's like, but well, why do you spend that hundred hundred quid on that kind of thing? Can't you just fly it then? And it's like, no, I'm trying to fly. It. I don't. Do you have a drone? Do you... yeah, I do. I yeah. mean, I've got some bad stories about my drones, which oh, I can go into after. Yeah. But... Drones are just like one of those things. It's such a grey area for a lot of people, and they don't like appreciate the legalities of it and different things. I had one of my mates ask me, he's like, "Oh, Will, can you fly a drone for a music video like, here?" And I'm just like, "Whereabouts is it?" Kind of thing. I was like, "Cause if it's like there or there, I can't fly it because I'll literally like yeah. it's inside a like a flight path." And so I'm like, "No, I will not fly it there. You can pay me as much money as you want. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not flying it there. No way." So I feel like I'm a bit different than now. I just. I just throw mine up wherever, whenever. But that's kind of <laughs> led me into losing two drones in two months, both Mavic Two Pros as well. Oh no, with the Hasselblad lenses on them and stuff. Whatever. Yeah, man. Oh, how, been... how did so, that, Where was this? Where was this, and how did it happen? So I've been. So I've always like been interested in drone flying and like appreciated it, appreciated it, and like liked it. Um, but I've never like got into it properly because I just know what I'm like. So I didn't get like an expensive drone until, when was it? Maybe like six, I don't know when it was now, maybe like six months ago, let's say. Um, I've always had like a, had like a DJI Spark, just a small one, um, nothing too fancy. But then I got uh, the DJI Mavic 2, um, yeah, let's say it was six months ago. And then first week of having it, I think it was like my fourth flight or something, I f- thought I sound colder, getting too close to cliffs. I literally just went straight into a cliff and then it smashed down. And it was like maybe like 100 feet in the in the air, just smashed down onto rock pools. Oh, and like, man. yeah, an absolute write off. So, um, yeah, that was a goner. Lucky thing was I got it um, on Amazon and I just claimed that it was like faulty when it came down. So I got full <laughs> refund. <laughs> That is the best. That's so great. You fully gave the refund on a journey. Yeah, you completely man. absolutely sent it to the side of the car. <laughs> yeah, you man. I sent, 
Send it like hundred feet in the air and yeah, manage. Because thing with Amazon is they just make too much money that they don't bother checking. And it was like a week after, so it was like they didn't question it. I don't Jeff know. Jeff Bezos is going to come for you now that you now that you said all this. He's oh gonna mate, he's coming for me. He's going to absolutely have you. Like, <laughs> and then then mate, he's got enough like, money. Like. Yeah, so I'm guessing you got the drone. You got you got the new drone back, and then you yes. that one as well. Yeah, so I got so they just gave me a refund. They didn't give me like another drone, and then obviously I bought I bought the drone again, and then I think I only had like a couple flights with it before I went to the Maldives. So I had like let's say I think maybe one one flight in Jersey, and I went to the Maldives, and then on my fourth day in the Maldives, I was like flying it around searching for whale sharks, you know, as you do. As you do, standard Maldives activities, really. Yeah, standard day. Searching for whale sharks. I wasn't even trying to get any shots or anything. I don't even think I pressed record in the whole flight. And then I came, I brought it back to me. I was at the harbour where we get on the boat. And then I brought it back to me. And I had it above my head at like, since 35%, I brought it back. And usually it tells you to bring it back at 25. That's when it's like, yeah, you've got return. enough time to yeah. bring it back. Yeah, I'll say return from to Yeah. Yeah. But I brought it back at 35%. And then it wouldn't fly downwards for no reason. Like, I think I think what it was, it thought it was landing when it was, like, high in the air. I've got no clue why. So it literally just wouldn't fly downwards. It would only go side to side. Oh, my drone so, did that the other day, actually, as well. Like, it would, it, if anything, it kept going. It started going up again. I was like, what's it doing? I was yeah, like, I think, down. yeah, that's what mine was doing as well, yeah. Yeah, it's mine weird. Mine was like... Yeah, oh man, it's so annoying. And then eventually it ran out of charge and just fell to its death. You couldn't catch it, was it? Was it over the sea at that point? Oh mate, nah. So I got it. We tried landing it in a tree, and then we had underneath it like a big bag open, so we could try catch it in the bag, or hopefully the tree would catch it. But obviously, it just fell straight through the tree. It's not comforted its fall at all, and then oh. it's just slapped straight on the floor. How 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 high did you drop it from? Like three hundred foot. Oh shit, that's gone. Yeah, mate. That's depressing. Gone. So I I wrote to I wrote to DJI. Let's yeah, to be fair. If I should get it repaired, no, you probably can because the flight record will tell them exactly what happened. My mate Chad, um, he's from LA. Um, he he was in New York flying his drone. Like probably shouldn't have been flying mm. in New York, but you know we move. He's flying it along the yeah. Hudson, getting this sick shot and. He was bringing it back and then just wouldn't come back. And then it just went, just slowly kept going down, just went into the Hudson and it was just gone. Oh, no way. Yeah. Did he um, get a refund? Yeah, no, he, he messaged DJI and they checked his flight logs on it and noticed what had happened. They said it was a fault on the drone. I can't remember, it might have been a Mavic 2 Pro as well, actually, or Mavic Pro. And they sent, yeah. him, a, they sent him another one because it wasn't, it wasn't his fault. And to yeah, fair, see this. To be fair, it's worth. Uh, this it's worth wasn't writing. my fault at all. So. It's worth emailing them because DJI are usually pretty good when it comes to stuff like that with customer care. Yeah, they, they know people are stupid like you and absolutely send it into <laughs> send it into some rocks. But they also do know there's a lot of problems with it. Like he also he's like yeah. the king of crashing drones. Apparently, like he was in Joshua Tree filming some stuff for his course with his mate um, Braden, and he managed to get it somehow like. It got caught on the only power line that was in Joshua Tree, and he was flying it backwards. He got no sick, way. like shot, and apparently just like just died. And then when it dropped, oh, it didn't man. have the battery in it, so he wasn't too sure if the battery somehow got disconnected when it was in the flight, and then just dropped out of the sky or what. 
Like he oh, wasn't. That's yeah. That's um. That's a common thing I've heard. Apparently the, especially with the Mavic twos, when you charge the battery like too much over a period of time, they expand, and then it's been happening to a lot of people where the battery literally pops out mid flight because it's like too big for the like socket that's meant to go in, and then their drones are gone off. That's so weird. That's so mad. Like, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? That's so odd. But that's that's TGI drones for you. So I take it you won't be buying oh, the, F- the FBV drone anytime soon. Oh mate, I don't know. I really want it, <laughs> but I know <laughs> I do proper want it, and like I know I'll probably buy it as well. But I know as well I'm gonna break it. Like, but I do want it. So I've downloaded a FPV like simulator to practice first. Yeah, the, and see if that on, gives me. There's one on Xboxes that I've got. The DRL sim is pretty good. The one that Sam oh, Golding yeah, uses. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I downloaded. I was trying to get it working today, so I was using it on my Mac, but I can't control my PS4 controller to my Mac. It wouldn't work. Yeah, so. you have to. There's some like softwares you have to install. I was Google. I was literally googling about it today. Um, oh, if you yeah. actually search how to put, uh, type in, can I use a PS4 controller? Or type. Oh no, it was like a DRL sim forum. Like, can I use or how to use PS4 or Xbox controller on DRL sim and it'll it literally links you some articles about different softwares that third party softwares you can install to get it working because I know you oh, can really? I know you can do it yeah because on when Sam was posting about um his competition yesterday one of the guys who was in it was using a PS4 controller so, yeah I uh, saw that that's that's what I was trying today to get it to work but then I hate reading things that like I can't I literally <laughs> just never read like it, it, I can't search something up and then read to learn how. I just have to try it myself. Yeah, there's a, no. It's a lot of like it literally sends you like, oh, here's some things you might want to read, and it'll send you to some links to some third party like websites and stuff. So that's um might be worth looking into if you want to try and yeah. try and get it, try and get it up and yeah. up and working. Which I think yeah, it's kind of yeah. Because that, that drone is sick. And I convinced my mate Braden in LA to buy it. And he's bought it. And he was like, oh man, I'm going to be oh, great yeah. at flying it within like, within like two days. And he was just like, he met me. He's like, yeah, I'm just not that sick yet. And the, <laughs> the simulator in the first few days was pretty broken. So they had to like reset it all up and fix it. But he's, oh, start, yeah. he's, starting, to, he's starting to get used to it now and trying to fly it a little bit more. But it's just one of those oh, like cool sick. things to have. Like some of the shots you can get, it's just sick. Like, oh mate, you... it's definitely it's definitely the like new era of filmmaking is FPV. It's like it's just sick, isn't it? Like everything with FPV <laughs> drones just looks mad. Yeah, it's it, like when do you remember good. when drones first came out and everything on a drone was like well to non filmmakers everything with a drone, ev- they'd be like yo that's that insane like like you could get a bad shot with a drone but like. Anyone would think it's sick because it's like a drone. It's like Normies it's a new thing that no Normies one's seen. Think it's cool. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Um, but now it's kind of come to a point where it's like drones have like been around and like people have got like so many shots of them. It's like it's not as like cool anymore. But now FPV is like the new thing, and it's like everything with FPV because it's like something different. It's like that looks fucking sick. Yeah, and it's like it's just yeah, it just looks sick. Everything with FPV. So that's definitely the kind of. Uh, where filmmaking's going, I think. I think you're you're dead right. FPVs do look dope as hell. So, I'm like, there's part of me that's very tempted to get one, but then another part of me that's like, man, they're quite expensive, and I really don't want to crash it. But yeah, man. So far, I haven't touched wood. I haven't actually crashed my 
my drone. I've had like, I haven't had any too many issues with it. I had a problem where it nearly went over someone's garden one time, like when I was tracking someone, like using the auto track on it. So I haven't used oh, that yeah. since. I've heard that's a bit sketchy, <laughs> so I've like so I've not used that since. Yeah. But apart from, oh, and one time I nearly had it disconnected in the woods. In the woods, I was flying over this woods, and I was in the woods, and I was just like, oh no! And I was just like, I was like low connection, and I was just like, I just clenched. I was like. Shit. So yeah, mate. Like, that's what. Like, that's what's so put off back. with getting drones for so long. Because every time I flew my mates or like anything like that, I just like shit myself every time I'm flying a drone. Because like, because it always like loses that. connection and stuff. For like, as yeah, mate. I don't like it. I but. still get like that, even though I've, like I've had my drone over about about a year now. Like I still get yeah, about just about a year. I I still get a little bit. I still get a little bit tense and clenchy with it. Like hmm. It's a bit, it's a bit nerve wracking, but I've got a Mavic Air yeah, too, yeah. and that thing's an absolute beast. It's so good, like. Oh uh, yeah, I've heard they could. I've got some really, really sick shots of it, so I'm gonna. I need to use it a lot more this summer. So, but it's just like getting it out. It's like like unboxing, setting it up. I see like issue with it, but apart from that, it's pretty pretty damn good. And like the batteries, just yeah, like. No. The good thing and the bad thing about these batteries, they decharge themselves to stop them like an iPhone battery. Because like you know, you're, everyone like, oh my battery's dying or whatever, it, like drops really fast. Yeah. Like it's because you like not like overcharge it, but because it stays charged and stuff. But on like, the DJI batteries, they'll just—I don't know if you've noticed—they gradually decrease their power if you don't use them, just so they don't like. Oh, okay. Just so they don't get messed up. So that's why I always, I, you always have to charge them before you go on a shoot. That's the only like downside. Yeah, to yeah, drones. yeah. But apart from that. Yeah, it's just getting into that habit. Apart from that, they're quite good, and I mean, I've got a, Ro- a Ronin as well, a Ronin S, and that like the charge on that's an absolute beast. It's like six. Oh mate, it's crazy. Twelve like, hour charge. I remember. On that. Yeah, I remember I got it and then I used it for like two, three weeks and I didn't even charge it once. It's like, what? What's yeah. going on? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty... It's, it's crazy. Pretty, it's pretty impressive. But just to kind of circle back to you, you crashing drones in the Maldives, how did you even, <laughs> like, give us some context as to why you were there, who you kind of work for and what you do, really? Okay, yeah. So if I carry on my story, so basically, when I get to... So, yeah filming my mates mountain biking and then that kind of moved to travel content and then from travel content I was kind of at a point where I was like I've got something going here like I had a lot of people saying like oh your videos are sick all this and like people asking me to film for them and things like this so I was like this could potentially be a career and I could start making money out of this so So you're still doing stuff for free at the minute at this point yeah, this was just like as a hobby, just still doing things like just for fun. with my mates, just yeah, yeah. for myself, for fun, yeah. And then I came to a point where people started asking me to do videos. So I was like, oh, right, so maybe I could like turn this into a job. Like maybe my hobby is a potential career, which I'd never really thought about before. Um, and this was when I was about, I'd say 17, when I was doing my A-levels, 17, 18. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so me and my mate at the time we set up a company. It was called Webson Productions. It was a mix of my last name, his last name, and <laughs> so we set up this company so that we kind of like looked professional, so that we could charge people for video for videos when they were asking, or we could like approach brands and kind of look a bit more professional. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where my filmmaking career started, and I first started making money. Um, and that kind of went on for like only like a year, maybe like a year and a half. And we like landed a few good jobs and it was good fun while it lasted. But then he went off to uni and then... The sad breakup. Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty <laughs> emotional, mate. <laughs> Tears everywhere. Yeah, so, 
he ditched me and went off to uni and then ditched all my for, mates for were debt. all for debt <laughs> yeah i know mate what did you um, go to do at uni though did you go do video at uni no he didn't he went and did like economics or something oh fun or or engineering something like that he's pretty clever <laughs> oh to be fair yeah we need clever people yeah exactly yeah we need them make make the world go round exactly um and then I can't I, mate, I keep losing track so yeah he went off to uni <laughs> and then all my all my other mates they went off to uni or they got jobs in finance because the finance industry here in Jersey is pretty big so pretty much like everyone went into finance I was like nah that's not for me like I'm not getting stuck in an office job that's the last thing I'm doing so I just kind of like didn't get a job and all my mates were, like, starting to earn money in the summer and stuff after A-levels, all, like, taking the piss out of me, like, oh, yeah, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you're not doing anything. I was, like, working at a trampoline park at the time. Um, which do. I'd rather do... Yeah, I'd rather do that than sat in an office job anyway. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it just... Oh, yeah, and then, so, basically, if we rewind a little bit, when I was doing A-levels and had this, like, company going with my mate... Because I knew he was going to uni, I like got in contact with this photo and video agency that's here in Jersey asking for work experience. And I was kind of back and forth with them uh, throughout the year of A-levels. And then they took me in in the summer and I did a bit of work experience with them. And then over the summer, I did like a few jobs and stuff. And then like it didn't really go anywhere. I was just kind of like did like a couple things here and there. And Good then at the end of summer, yeah, yeah like well good experience it was like literally like buzzing i was like yo this is it like, i'm going on jolt with these like mad <laughs> mad filmmakers and like photographers and it was yeah yeah always it was crazy yeah and they they were the guys that i've always like looked up to here in jersey because they're like they're their work's the best here in jersey like they're they're the kind of leading photographers and filmmakers um so yeah it was buzzing to get in with them and then at the end of summer um they just basically offered me a job and then i got in with them guys and that kind of is where i've been for the last how long has it been now like almost two years i think or year now i literally don't know what year it is like but it's been well yeah so you're what when did you grow when did you finish college 2017 because you're the same age as me i'm 20 so yeah so i've because if you were is your mate in the second year of uni now then yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're the same age as me then. So yeah, that would have been two years ago. Yeah, so yes, I've been there two years. That's crazy. Yeah, so. Um. And I, I forgot what the name is. Is the the guy who you're working for who you went out to the Maldives? I've forgotten what his name is. Yeah, he's called Matt Porteous. He's That's an insane photographer. His he does pretty dope. I was checking it out. Yeah, it's crazy. He's a royal family photographer as well for William and Kate, which is pretty crazy. Really, that's, and then that's big, he does, big, big flex, yeah. the biggest of them. <laughs> big, pre- big flex. That's pretty sick. And then he does like some crazy ocean stuff as well, which is his kind of main passion, which is kind of the work I'm really inspired by of his. And that is why we're in the Maldives, because he runs a charity called Ocean Culture Life, and it's basically about um obviously helping protect the ocean but through storytelling so through photography and film and kind of sharing the messages of guardians who are like 
help and protect the oceans through conservation efforts and the charity's kind of about funding like photographers and filmmakers to go out and tell these stories of like what these uh organizations are doing to help protect so, the ocean so sick that is mad cool so not only yes, is he a good so guy good. protecting the animals he lets cool people like us go out there and make sick films about it that's like the best of as you said yeah, yeah. the world is the best place to go make content so sign me up i'm in exactly that's, that's pretty that's sick, pretty man. sick i rate i rate this man he's got some yeah major vibes yeah he, he's definitely a vibe and so you went and so how long were you out there for uh we we're there for a month mad and you just felt just in were you like diving every day or what was what was like the what was yeah the basically daily routine was wake up like seven thirty, get stunning breakfast and then ride our mopeds down to the harbour and dive with sharks all day and then watch yeah. the sunset and then do the same the next day did you have to get like a dive in like was it like proper scuba in or was it just like just snorkels and we that? did we did scuba diving and free diving Okay. Did you have to? Did you have to learn uh, how to free dive? Uh, yeah. Well, we, I didn't do like a free diving course or anything. It was kind of like because Matt and Jono, who's another photographer, we were out there with. They're like really good free divers. So they were kind of doing like proper free diving. I was just kind of like holding my breath for like two seconds. It's like, oh, quick, grab a photo, snap, snap, snap. <laughs> oh, back up to the top. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like bearing in mind you got to think you're what are you. Were you, were you on the on your one DX down there or? Uh, I was mainly on a GoPro, but then Jono had a one DX housing which I use sometimes. So. Oh, okay, fair enough. I was gonna say yeah, because because like swimming with a one DX was quite hard, because that yeah. that's, that's not that's not a light camera by any means. Yeah, I mean to be honest, it's not too bad because underwater obviously everything's kind of like weightless, so it's not as bad as you think. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'd never scuba dive before, so I had to learn to scuba dive. And it was pretty funny because I learned to scuba dive one day, and then the next day they just chucked me in with the tiger sharks. <laughs> Literally, like, right, okay, you're diving, now you're swimming with sharks. Bye. Splash. Yeah. Like, yeah, literally. Off you go. It was crazy. That's... And where I was learning to scuba dive as well was only like, I don't know, like 20 meters from where the tiger sharks were. <laughs> that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty sick. I saw like all the photos and the videos in your story of the of the the sharks and stuff, and they just look so sick. And you said they're like oh, nowhere man. near as like scary as everyone says they are. Yeah, man, it's like it's definitely the craziest experience I've ever had. Like just swimming that close with a shark, and it's like obviously there's like big misconception on like what sharks are like, and it's not like they're just out to come kill you. They're like just beautiful creatures, and when you're down there, it's actually super chilled. Although they look like well scary and that, they're like when you're down there, it's like a whole different vibe. It's like you kind of just you like bond with them in a way. Were you ever worried that one of them was full on just gonna like come up and like jaws you and kind of like rip off your I leg mean, or some, something? When they're coming at you, they're literally like swimming straight at you, just eyeing you up, and they like sometimes they come like super close, like with like within like a meter or two meters, like face to face with you. So, I mean, like. You do get yeah, that huh. thought. You're like, when you're face to face with it, you're there, like, you could eat me right now, but then they just turn off, and it's like, yeah, it's alright. They're, play, they're playing chicken with you. It's like, nah, I'm just like, yeah, yeah literally. They, <laughs> they just come up and tease you, and then they just like swerve off last second. So, oh man, God, I just hate it when but, yeah. sharks swerve me like that. <laughs> just... Yeah, I know it happens all the time, man. It's so annoying. <laughs> 
That's just, yeah, just a, a mad thing to kind of be doing, I guess. And I saw like, was that that photo you put on your, your most recent photo? Was that like a was that like a whale shark or something? Or oh yeah, so one? we got up, so every day we'd go out um, searching for whale sharks because they're like quite common there, but they're quite hard to find as well. So literally every day we put the drone up uh, to try find them and then just go out on the boat searching for them. And there was only one day where we actually found one and we were planning on doing a tiger shark dive and then as we were going to the tiger shark dive there was just a whale shark just like chilling around like literally right next to the where the tiger sharks are so we obviously jumped in with the whale shark before the tiger shark and just vibing with the whale shark for like 10 20 minutes and it was just like it came right up to the surface and was like just literally chilling with us for like 10 20 minutes just like literally no care in the world just like vibing just, it's vibing. Like, just yeah. crazy just yeah because like yeah. tiger sharks are more like the, the chilled ones or that everyone says are the like they obviously they look more chilled ones as opposed what, to what whale sh- whale sharks oh yeah sorry yeah whale sharks yeah yeah whale sharks yeah man super chilled because whale sharks aren't harmless at all like a tiger shark could actually and like has been known to like attack humans and like kill them potentially but a whale shark I think they only eat like plants and stuff, so yeah, that's... or at least just little fish. Yeah, ve- veggie, uh, veggie sharks. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> just yeah, like... exactly. <laughs> Dad, don't worry about that. But yeah, those photos are were kind of sick. They're very like uh, Nolan Aruma, whatever his name is, the guy from. Hawaii. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His fit, his like underwater photos are sick. I was just like, hold on a minute. His stuff's like... so lit. Yeah. Who's this? Is this Nolan? What's Nolan no. doing? Changing his name to Tom Webster? What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's like, but I can imagine, I can imagine trying to film underwater with like a, a camera must be like a, a strange experience. Like, how does it, I've always like been a bit baffed by how people film underwater. Like, what's, what's using a housing like? Because first of all, they're stupid expensive <laughs> to like, mm. to have. Yeah. So I've never, I'd never used a housing before this trip. I'd always just film my stuff on a GoPro, which GoPros are actually super good as well. I wouldn't discourage anyone from using a GoPro because the quality you can get from a GoPro is like crazy. Like that whole whale, that whale shark film and image I put up was all from a GoPro. Um, yeah. Which is super crazy. Um, but yeah, filming with a housing, I don't know, man. It's just like, it's just a big, it's just bigger GoPro, I guess. If you've ever used a GoPro, it's just same same yeah. thing, but bigger i don't know it's like it's a lot less effort than you think because obviously in the water everything's like quite weightless so it's not like you're dragging a big camera around do you know what i mean so um <laughs> but is it like how's it like changing settings and stuff on it is it awkward or is it just about as normal work, as you would when you yeah i suppose it's quite it's just as normal in the fact like you can see the back of the screen and adjust it to and match like make it look how you want using the back of the screen but when it comes to color grading it is like a proper nightmare it's so much harder than on top of the surface um so everything just comes out like green and flat and it's like and then to get the colors back it's like a proper mission you have to do like a lot of tweaking i don't know why it's so weird i suppose it's just because there's like obviously limited light down there and even though the visibility was like 60 meters and like super clear and bright colors like it just can't retain color detail when you're underwater um 
So yeah, the the biggest challenge with it is when it comes to the color grading, because obviously there's just like no information there, so it's like yeah, it's just a little back. just nothing but blue or or green on your spectrum. You haven't yeah, really got yeah. any other colors in there, which is yeah, it must, that's a, it. it must be a strange one. But yeah, that's yeah, so that just seems kind of sick. And I saw some of like your TikToks of just like you just like vibing around on a moped kind of thing. It's just that that's kind of yeah, man, kind of kind of fun. Yeah, such a vibe. Everyone just there's literally like no cars there. Everyone just goes around on mopeds, and it's just like everyone's super friendly there as well. That was like the the coolest thing about this island was all the locals were so friendly. They're just inviting us into their houses, offering us meals out of nowhere. Like people we'd never met. Like there was this one time we're at a coffee shop, and then there was these locals that had like recognised my TikTok videos, and then they just like invited me into their house and. Like give gave me food and stuff and it's like super like yeah yeah you wouldn't get it's like the the culture clash is so so mad that's what I've like heard like my my mates from LA yeah. went out to Bali a few years ago and um he said the culture is so different it's just everyone's on mopeds it's like elephants and everything are just like literally like just madness and they say everyone's yeah, like mate, so so nice which just seems so different because like. Round here, no one would ever randomly invite, like in the UK, would ever just randomly be like, yo, do you want to come over to my house for a meal kind of thing? No one would. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just island culture, I guess. Just yeah, like it's a so different. Wave. Yeah, it's island life. That's what we kept saying when we were over there. It's like everything, like literally the most random stuff kept happening. It was just like, yeah, island life. <laughs> yeah, you just like, you just see something happening, you just like, you just can't like. It's like, oh, right, whatever. You just accept it and you move yeah, on you, kind of thing. Yeah, literally, the most random things were going on and it just became normal at the end of it. It's just like, yeah, it's just island life. And you come back here, it must have been like, why is no one inviting me into their house for, for free? Yeah, where's all, my, where's all my free meals at? What's going on? Yeah, why is no I saved so much money on, out there. Why has no one recognised me on TikTok? <laughs> What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I know. Why, why is no one asking for like my autograph anymore? What? Yeah, that's so weird. But that's like such a that must be such a sick experience for you, like being like twenty years old, kind of. You could have been at uni, like getting into serious debt like me, but instead you were just out <laughs> in the Maldives getting photos of sharks in the middle of a pandemic. That's pretty yeah, sick. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean that that was kind of my plan all along was to not go to uni because I thought like it would just be a waste of time and a waste of money. I didn't want to get into debt, and I just wanted to get into like the kind of the real world and just like start learning and like building my portfolio and just doing it do you know what i mean because getting, i'm getting not to the space. not trying to dis- discredit your your way and you <laughs> went into the uni way but like i just thought for me it'd be like better to just get in the real world and like do it because that's the only way you're gonna gonna learn learn yeah i mean obviously you're gonna learn things at uni as well but i just thought like i just want to like get on with it and travel the world, see new places. And if I didn't get a job in uh, with this studio that I got in, then the plan was to just save up money and just travel the world and create content. I think, yeah, that's the vibe. Like, I, at college, I did, like, a creative media course. So I did, like, a, a level three, which was sick. Like, mm. I didn't do, do A-levels, and everyone, like, took the piss out of me for doing it. But I had the best two years of my life. I did, like, I got the equivalent sick. of two, two A stars in, in an A, Went to college three days a week. Went to New York and Paris in two years. 
made some banger videos and like stuff, which I look back on now and like, no, not nowhere near as good as what I'm like, can do at the minute. But you know, that's like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And it was just like the best, best two years ever. And yeah, I was like, sick. I could have quite easily come out, I got such a great grade and I could have quite easily come out of that and gone straight into a like a job. But I didn't, or like a set job or like film, like go into like a film set. But I didn't really know what I wanted to do inside like the film space. So I think I went to, I went to uni as like some form of like security. It's just kind of like, I can go see if I can kind of explore some options here. And then while I've yeah, been at uni, yeah. I've kind of, I think I've kind of found that in like videography <clears throat> and like filmmaking as That's opposed good. to, opposed to being like, as much as I love big, like big sets and being like doing that, like big budget stuff, which is awesome. Just the amount of like, some of my friends do it and I have a big respect for him and I do think it's awesome but the amount of time you spend on set is crazy like you're doing 12, yeah, 15, man. 15 hour days kind of thing filming like a couple minutes of film every day kind of thing and you're doing that for like months yeah. on end and I'm just like in all, in all those months like what could I be doing like think like in the if I if I was doing a set job and you were like at the Maldives I would have done like say 30 days on like a set or like on a location in like a studio yeah, yeah. for like a month, which would, which is cool. But then you've like travelled the world and swum with sharks and had random people invite you into your house, which <laughs> I think is cooler. Like I think that's such a sick yeah, thing. man. I totally like, agree. And that was something I didn't want to go into was like the big kind of movie production kind of things. I I, I shadowed on a TV advert one, like when was it? Like I don't know before I got in with the studio, like maybe the summer after my A levels, I shadowed on. Uh, tv commercial and it literally took like half an hour to get one shot and it was like mate uh, this is not what i want to be doing like literally they were like setting up like the lighting so precise and like yeah oh mate it was just such a graft and it was like that seemed like work to me like i want to i just want to be having fun i don't want to be spending half an hour setting up one shot that's the only... one hour sometimes yeah that's what i found like no disrespect to people and like if i work with people who are listening like I have mad respect for everyone who does it, and I do I do enjoy it, but I just think that like videography is something I prefer. And like in the long run, I would like to make a feature or do a feature or do like a documentary. I love document documentary making because it's more like yeah. you can like do what you want to do with it. Um, so I feel like that's like the kind of vibe. But mm-hmm. yeah, just with big set stuff, it's awesome to be like have that kind of presence, be on a set like with all these cool people, but. You just, as you said, like you're setting up shots that can sometimes take like an hour, a couple hours, and you only have so many times to do the take and different things. Like I was on, a, I did a short, I was on a short film set a while ago. I was like a runner, and I was on the shoot for two days, and that's a five, like a five ten minute short film, and it, it was like, essentially, it was it was a three day production. I missed the first day. It was three days worth of production for like a ten minute film. That's kind of mad when you think about it, and yeah. the amount of like, and like it was like twelve hour days, and you get like not much sleep, which is like the only downside to it. But like people, people, some people love that, and like, I respect that. And I think like the more you do it, you could like fall in love with it. But yeah, I think yeah, like, I want to, sure. I want to save that for like later in my career. Like if I'm older, I can do stuff like that. Like while I'm young, you can like it's better to travel the world when you're young. You can't really do it the other yeah, way around. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. That's it, man. I mean, you can, but it's like it's just what you prefer, isn't it? It's like the kind of lifestyle you want to live and what you're interested in. So yeah, but that that's that's always the vibe, you know. But I think it's definitely interesting because I've had different people on the podcast talk about set life versus like videography life. And I definitely think it's a big point of discussion. And nowadays, I feel like people like ourselves who do this kind of videography stuff, 
who are more like freelance and available are still getting big jobs yeah. from from the big advertising company for, or taking it from yeah, big yeah, advertising companies sure. like nike could like you've seen stuff on tiktok people make nike commercials make apple commercials literally in mm-hmm. their bedroom and they can look absolutely fire and think about yeah literally think about if you had like a three or four person crew how awesome that'd be right and you can just, yeah if you landed an apple job you're set for life kind of thing so yeah literally right yeah it's crazy it's like this new run and gun kind of modern style of filmmaking it's kind of taken over in a way where i feel like sets and like big crews are becoming like less of a thing obviously they're needed for like movies and stuff but i feel like for kind of the like adverts for nike and stuff it's like people don't want like big setup like crazy shit they want like just cool like kind of person like something you can relate to in a way where just a cool vibe they're not if you can yeah if you can make the same quality stuff that they're looking for with a minimal crew like one two people like you and like your boss or whatever and that other guy mm. like three people making a and plus a talent like a runner or something um who's like in it for yeah for this for like a lot less budget but a budget that will keep you guys happy yeah you're gonna you're gonna give it to them like what's the point but a lot of the time it goes to bi- these big production companies because of who they are kind of thing yeah true yeah and i think there's some people on like youtube who like discuss this quite a lot who have been part of these big production companies who are now starting to take some of this business from bigger companies because of how good they are and they can like bring it in themselves like dji right massive company sell drones they sell camera gear they sell everything but they don't they don't make actually that's a lie they do but they they do do some of the big set like set work stuff but they a lot of the time they just give their kit get what am i saying they give their kit to people like sam calder (laughs) mike visuals whoever and just like right just go make me something with this and then they'll post it or like beautiful destinations like they they made like a video in Tulum and they, DJI literally sponsored it they gave them the drone they gave them the Ronins they gave them everything there's like right make the kit we'll sponsor it cool let's go and that video would have like cost them next to nothing mm-hmm. yeah it's so true man but that's the that's right you're dead right I think that's where it's going in the future videography is definitely the way We've... 100%. I think as well, people like... So I, work, I do like a lot of music videos and I work with... I don't know if you know Kristen Hamby. He's like a, he's like a prankster YouTuber, Instagram guy, but he also does music. And he he like reached out to me like a year ago and we've been doing music videos since then. We've done like over, I think maybe even over 10 now or about 10. And like he says like he much prefers just like working with just like me rather than like a big crew of like people. He says he doesn't like it where it's like, I don't know, like 20 people all around him, like, like with a director, a lighting person. He just, just says he it. likes like rock. Yeah, that's it. He says he just much prefers just rocking up me and him and just like having a laugh and like creating some random definitely shit. that's why i like working by myself as much as i like working in a group with for university because i have to like sometimes like group work can kind of just you can just get bogged down in it and every, you, everyone like, has their own opinion wants to do their own thing and you can never decide on something but when it's just <laughs> you like in terms of, like being a videographer i talk about this quite a bit it's it's just you it's always you you're the director you're the editor you're the cinematographer you're the sound designer you're everything you're the yeah, social yeah. you're the you're the branding you're the marketer you're everything like you are the the whole business which is like yeah, yeah. if it wasn't something you could do like 10 five five ten years ago you couldn't be everything you had to stick in your lane 
but yeah, you had to have someone for everything, people, someone for each individual thing. Rob. People can't put like people in boxes anymore. Everyone's like the internet's kind of just blown that like one wide open. You can literally do whatever you want now, really. You can yeah, be, you can be the VFX guy and the videographer, and like the music guy. Like, do you know who Nanola Langer is? He's like. He's sure. like he's like mates. He's done stuff for Beautiful Destinations and was mates with like Sam Cold and all that lot. And he, um, he he's like a videographer, but he's kind of like stopped recently or does less and like and he's yeah. like focused on music and he makes like some sick like Odessa style music and then he'll just like chuck it in his videos and give it to his mates. Be like, yo, use this and it's a plug for him. Then he'll make another video and then it just kind of like. Oh, which I think, sick, yeah. Which I think sick, because like, you can just explore whatever route you want and people won't like judge you for it. They probably will, the internet's yeah, very yeah, judgy, cool. but you get me. Yeah, yeah, I get you. So tomorrow if I said, oh, I'm going to start a rap career alongside my videography, like, I can do it kind of thing. Yeah, you do what you want, mate. Exactly. Be an I'm... astronaut tomorrow if you want. Yeah, well, that one might be a little bit difficult, but I could probably VFX <laughs> myself in space. Actually, yeah, exactly. I, pro- yes. I probably could. My, my After Effects would probably crash on me, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. My After Effects knowledge is very minimal, so I need to kind of expand upon that. That was my like challenge recently. I was like, I need to learn more After Effects. I've like learned. Yeah, like, man, that's been my challenge things. as well. But I've literally had no time. I don't. I mate, I don't even know how to start a project in After Effects. Never. Oh, it's that. it's just watch the Peter awesome. McKinnon video. He'll sort you out. He did a video on like, oh, yeah. he did a video on like two years ago about how to make the cool floaty titles and like I literally watched the video. I was like, oh, oh man, I'm a pro. I can do this. I was yeah, like, yeah, it's I quite... watched that one. Yeah, like once you know how, to, once you know how to do that, you're you're away. I think. Oh, it's sound then. Yeah, I'll give sound. that another bash. Yeah, get a little refresh on that. It'll take like half an hour to do. But my next question sound. is, what's it? What's it like living in Jersey? It's a bit of not. Could be like a videography question, but you literally live on like an island. Like, oh mate. Uh, Jersey is like a proper vibe. I'm gonna big it up because it's my home, but like it's a vibe. It, it's like it's kind of like typical island life. A lot of like ocean-based activities. So like there's big surf culture here. It's just like a lot of ocean like sport that goes on. So like jet skiing, water skiing, wakeboarding, wake surfing, windsurfing, everything. It's like kind of all based around the ocean. Everyone like loves being down the beach. Everyone kind of appreciates the beach and appreciates being outdoors. And it's like, it's just like a proper vibe and everyone's like super nice as well. It's like, it's just like a super friendly kind of vibe. I mean, summer here, it's like, I couldn't think of anywhere better to be when it's good weather, obviously, which like we do have pretty good weather here. But then winter is kind of dead. Like there's not much going on. Yeah, it's the not tourism. To... Not, it's all because like Jersey, I guess a lot of it's based around tourism and stuff. As you said, like the water sports yeah. and stuff that brings in the people. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, there's we get a good amount of tourism here, but it's just like from a local perspective, it's like in winter there's just not much. There's like nothing to do basically. The only thing to do is like go to the pub and like go clubbing with your mates. But obviously, like. You only do that so many times and then it's just like becomes the same when you've only got so many like bars and clubs here. So, but yeah, summer here is like, it's like such a vibe. It'll always be the place that I come back to because like, I can't think of anywhere better than home. Yeah, no place like home. I, I live by the coast no as well, so I know, I know exactly what you mean. Like I live in Norfolk, so on like the mm. East Coast 
and we we have like we don't necessarily have a massive surf culture but there's a there's still a little bit going on but we have like the broads yeah, and yeah. stuff so there's a lot of like boating like canoeing kayaking like day boats river boats and stuff like that which is kind of sick. Yeah, sick and like the beach you're dead right i couldn't think of like better place to live than like by the beach yeah is... man it's so good it's like i need to see the sea every day like it's kind of like it's like therapy like just it's like, seeing it's like your, it's like your morning like... morning coffee it's like right i need to go see this yeah sea. literally <laughs> it is the morning coffee yeah and like when you're in jersey you're only like five minutes from the sea like anywhere you, where you are so because how, how big like how big cool. jersey again you told me how, how big it was the other day but i can't remember not so it's nine by five miles okay so it's not very big at all so i guess it's built around like one or two like towns i guess yeah, well, so we kind of got, like, the main town, which is St. Helier. That's where, like, all the kind of big buildings are and, like, our shopping areas and clubs and most of the bars are and stuff. And then there's kind of, like, villages, like, all around the rest of the island. But the main, like, town is just in one place. But then, yeah, each... It's kind of split up into 12 parishes and each parish has, like, a village, essentially, where it's kind of like built up a little bit and yeah. you got all the houses and shops and stuff you're not far away from anything then really you can kind of yeah literally like yeah man it's crazy like you get from one side of the island to the other in like 15 20 minutes yeah you can probably bike it quite <laughs> you probably bike it yeah like yeah 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 that's kind of around it yeah that's pretty that's pretty sick at least like gives you some kind of basis you're like right today i'm gonna bike from the top to the bottom kind of thing just like off we go <laughs> But yeah, how long yeah, how long does it take to get from like the mainland to to Jersey? Because I was looking at flights earlier, just out of curiosity, and there's no oh, like yeah. I don't because of COVID, but it's like literally no direct flights from like London or I thought be, like London would probably be a place you'd fly out from. Yeah, now nah, like. yeah, London. There's it's literally twenty minute flights to um, for from London. Okay. It's, it's from Heathrow at the moment, I think. Oh, okay. It's usually from Gatwick, but at the moment it's Heathrow, and it's literally like. Oh no, maybe not twenty minutes. I lied. Maybe like half an hour, forty minutes. That, that's kind of sick. Because if not, can you get like boats from places to to you guys? I guess. Yeah, we've got like a yeah. So we've got a harbor, and the main kind of boat goes to France in like an hour. We're like super close to France. Yeah. We're closer to France than England. So. Yeah, that's kind of mad. Can you get a boat? It's to England, pretty weird. Or is it? Yeah, you can. I've never I've never got it personally, but I think it's like an overnight boat. Huh, fair enough. That's kind of that's kind of yeah. That's that's kind of that's kind of sick that you've got options. See if you like right, quickly hop to France today, kind of thing. Oh yeah, it's kind of like it's like a Jersey thing in the summer. Like you and your group of mates will go like for a day trip to France and go around all the pubs there, get steam, and then get on the boat in the evening back. That's that seems like such a, that seems like such a thick thing. Like such a it's like the go-to Jersey thing. It's like day trip to Saint Malo. That's what we call it because that's the place. That that just sounds like an album title or something like, <laughs> or like a track name for a song. For the yeah man, for your, for your, you're like, gonna make for a your, track with that. Yeah, for your indie band, you're gonna start alongside your videography career. <laughs> yeah man, you know it. That'd be kind of sick. But that sounds like, yeah, it just sounds kind of sick. My cousin asked to ask you that like, it was like, does he do you reckon he knows Chris M D? He's from Jersey. <laughs> oh no, I don't. I don't know him personally. I think I reached out to him once because he was like asking for a editor. So I like, I think I like signed up for it or something. But he never got back to me. So I was like, oh. "You're lost, mate." Yeah, you're lost. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you gotta ask him if he knows Chris MD. He probably does. Like everyone knows everyone. I was like, yeah. Who knows? Nah, 
it kind of is like that that everyone knows everyone, but it's kind of like everyone knows, like, or someone that knows someone. If you know what I mean. Yeah, it's a small everyone's connected kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So like you, everyone's got mutual friends. I think that's like similar to where I live, but it's a lot of like older people who live around there where I live. It's a lot of like a oh yeah, red, like Norfolk Central retirement place. Um, oh so really? it's a lot of like lot of, like a lot of the people you know like know of people through like people kind of thing yeah i yeah, think yeah. like norfolk needs to become more of like a young person's place because it's so out of the way uh, and actually a lot of like people move here from london or have holiday homes here in the summer so you get a lot of poshos come around in the summer no offense to posh people oh, okay. but they kind of just they have like houses in like north norfolk and stuff which like very expensive it's like big waitrose crowd kind of thing but it's oh like, yeah 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 but they they like a lot of them like come in as holidaymakers into where i work so it, pay, it pays the bills and stuff but that's like i think yeah, it I has because right the way you have to like travel like out of your way to get here so it's not like a place you kind of pass through which is um you just need is, to get some videography jobs with all these posh people and just charge them an absolute bomb yeah that's always the plan but that's that's yeah. also the good thing around here because it's not because i said there's a lot of like an asian population a lot of um there's not that overly too many like videography people around here or people who do different sorts of videography so you can quite easily dip into a genre and kind of oh, clean so. up clean up on it because no one else does it there's one or two people around here who do like sports sports videography and different things and there's a effect to be mm. fair like norwich is like very up and coming with production companies like the more you look it's like a new one popping up every so often and a lot of some, oh, okay. one of them's done like some stuff for netflix and um another one's like a few years behind them who I've got like some contacts with and stuff, so it's all very interesting. And like, you, you, oh yeah, that sounds cool. You learn, so, you know, people who know people, and especially around here, like in videography, like a lot of people know people. So you'll kind of like, you'll do a job with someone, they'll be like, oh yeah, I know so and so who knows this person, this person, this person. Or they'll yeah, go to... that's how it works in Jersey as well. It's like you like connect with one person, and they've got connections with all these other people, and it's kind of like you'll try like link up and like help each other out i think definitely like videography and like just any creative space job like photography graphics art anything it's all about who you know as opposed to what you know like yeah that's i so can true. go i can go dm someone tomorrow who can like pay could be the biggest client i've ever got just purely out of the blue um mm. or through someone i know kind of thing which is sick like my i did uh, some work for this hot sauce guy company recently which is kind of sick um got an absolute yeah. ton of hot sauce out of it which is awesome and naughty mate yeah it was good and this guy who he knows who i was gonna potentially do some work for um he never got back to me but it was so cool to like talk to him he's like a chef and he works for his charity and this charity was like involved with like heston blumenthal and stuff like the chef so i was like it's pretty sick so you yeah, never know si- yeah that's it it's literally all about connections man it's like it's like the biggest thing within like photography and videography is just to be like nice to everyone because you never know who that person's going to be connected with or like what business they might have in the future or what business they have now or what scratch your back business now, their like, parents have. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, it. Definitely. So it's like, it's really about just connecting with people, definitely being nice and just, yeah. Stuff like hopping on. Do you have you hopped on Clubhouse at all? No, I haven't really utilised it properly because I don't know, man. I'm just too busy with other stuff. It's pretty. It's pretty. I don't sick. have the time for it's it. It's definitely. I've seen like I was in well, literally my first club I was I got into was loads of people in there from LA. This guy was talking. He was mm. like a, a like a editor or something. And this guy was literally looking for an editor in based in LA. And he's like, "Yo, give me your email or hit me up on Insta. I'll literally I'll give you a job right now." And he's like, "For real?" And he's like, "Yeah." No way. So he sent him a message. He's like. Oh right, I was, just, I, was, I was I've been in this call for five minutes and someone's got a job. People, I've seen people trade cameras in there and like 
It's that's crazy man. honestly it's the most weirdest thing and some other guy who i follow he's been getting brand deal after brand deal like he's like changed his whole outlook from being a videographer so he's now he branded himself as a brand ambassador so he's now just getting like yeah like influencer style stuff which is kind of mad no way yeah it's kind of yeah that's why okay. i think i've heard it i've heard clubhouse is like kind of the thing at the moment and to like get on it but like, i've honestly just been well too busy with like other projects swimming, like. swimming with sharks you know yeah man i've been too busy kissing sharks and stuff so. yeah that that sounds sick but i've like realized because my mates like i always shout them out way too much because they're just absolutely legend i've got another call from later uh Bra- okay. chad from la they're just absolute homies he Bra- Braden works for the lakers and like has like a like an he has like an nba winner's ring because he work he's like one of their videographers which is kind of dope and oh sick chad is like a well-connected guy do you know that one blonde kid who's like yeah yeah he's mate he knows him he's like mates with him He's obviously, oh, I, sick. Obviously, I was just going for like, you know, like the theory of like six degrees of separation. You're only six connections away from any one person kind of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah like, so I'm I was like, I was, yeah. So I've seen like people online like do it like, oh, I want to be like five connections away from so and so or something. See what the most famous person we can get into this call is. And I, I was thinking about it. So I was like, I'm realistically, I'm like four steps away from Sam Golden kind of thing. I was like, so if I go Chad to that one blonde kid from him, well, straight to him, or just like to Rory Kramer, or actually the chain yeah, smokers, man, that's and, crazy. the chain smokers and stuff. It's just like, yeah, that's, that's literally it. It's connections, man. It's all because like TikTok actually. Like I DM Braden off TikTok. I saw him. He's like, oh, I'll look at your work and stuff. So I've messaged him and I've just like been chatting to him ever since. And we're just like like mates now <laughs> just like talking no all the way time. it's just one of those, you have like, to send, send me his profile so i can I'll, I'll, I'll send it i'll link it to you he's a proper sound sound dude and yeah and just like it's just crazy like, i think as i mentioned earlier the internet's just like the biggest thing ever like it's just helped out yeah everyone in the creative space like big time youtube has just like took everyone to the moon and now tiktok's like just like yeah even more so tiktok's booming mate you can chuck a video up and it'll just go viral in like hours kind of thing yeah man it's like algorithm on there is like mental isn't it it's, it's like you can literally like post a video wake up in the morning you've got like hundred thousand followers it's, it's like, just nuts it's the weirdest thing but yeah. it's so hit and miss like it's like i'm like man i've put so much time into this video this video is totally going viral like yeah it's like it's best views. video i've ever made hundred literally views. spent like two weeks every single day editing it it's bound to go viral it's the one it's the one yeah yeah get nothing no I, I made this video like it was literally like a uh, this trend like the but we on it when they did like the, the wee trend it was like wee like kind of thing. I was on there. Oh yeah. I made a video about whip transitions like every filmmaker ever be like and like did like whip transitions and stuff like fifty thousand views. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Fifty thousand views made that in literally like ten minutes. <laughs> And no, then, that's literally and then, it. Then it's like it's related. Where I was like, oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, and some of my other videos that I've like properly edited, like gone out and got beautiful, got the drone out, whipped out all the editing software, color graded it, like everything. Just Mate. like, just like, hundred views. I was like, shit. Yeah, man, <laughs> it's so true. It's like when I was in the Maldives, my two best videos from the Maldives was literally a single clip on my iPhone. Like one was just off the sunset. 
I was just like, oh, sunsets in the Maldives hit different or something. And I just like filmed the sunset. It's like filmed my feet and then whipped up to the sunset. And then the other one was just like riding a moped like through some palm trees, just a single clip, got like 100k views. Then I spent like hours editing like sick, like cinematic yeah. <laughs> transitions. It's yeah, so like, as you say, properly color graded. And then, yeah, it just gets like nothing. A, yeah, <laughs> that's literally, literally it. But that's a, that's the that's the only downside with it, I think. But that's also like the good thing about it. I've I've, I've found reels is like the the platform at the minute. Like posting, I post like some of my oh. like, some of my cinematics. I'll post on reels and just they 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 pop off on there because the thing is you like post it on reels. You literally leave the app. You don't do anything. Like maybe repost it to your story, leave it, and then it'll just like the last, my last couple of videos have got like about over. But I've only got like 400 followers, so I'm getting like one and a half thousand views on them, which is pretty good. Oh, so I'm okay, just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just kind of leave it, and then Reels will just kind of do its thing. So I'm just like, leave that, and it'll just. Yeah, man. I only got Reels the other day because I don't know, for some reason, like Jersey, apparently we're like not on the map for Reels or something, but we get everything like late. So I didn't get Reels until literally like last week. So I just started to utilize it, but I don't really know how to use it properly yet. So I'm trying to figure that one out. Similarly, um, similarly to TikTok. Well. similarly to tiktok really i i'd say i don't really know if they do like if there's trends on there as such like there is on tiktok but yeah I post so. post the videos that like like the what i put the ones on there that i spend more time on that i want people to actually see like i i think of my mm. instagram as more of my portfolio and my tiktok's just me like just clowning around with like making fun of video yeah. and stuff like that just me yeah, like my more it. fun side but my my other one's more professional kind of thing and mm-hmm. like so i put all my more like professional style videos on there or something yeah it's, it's one of those weird yeah, things yeah, yeah. like how you want to brand it but they also don't don't directly re-upload tiktoks that have got the watermark on it to reels because they'll just sink like yeah yeah i figured that out. yeah insta has this thing now where the text has got a tiktok watermark on it it'll just like just like boy, just like no yeah. <laughs> i like, don't want that get on tiktok here. away from me yeah it's like nah, get that away from me kind of thing so yeah yeah literally yeah but yeah i'm try- still trying to figure it out and yeah, but I agree. Like, I've always seen, like, Instagram as, like, my portfolio where I want, like, my best work. And TikTok's where you just put, like, random loads of videos. But Just clowning I'm on just TikTok, aren't you? Like... You're just clowning, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm just clowning around. Uh, I think I think a lot of people's TikToks are just, like, just memes and stuff. But there you go. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I think I think that's definitely definitely the vibe. So, what's what's next for you, then? Now you've, like, come back from the Maldives. What's, like, what other things you got on the pipeline? Where's it going? I don't... So basically, I think, I think essentially the ultimate dream is to be, like, just traveling the world and getting paid to travel, which we're kind, kind of trying to get on on our way there with like the studio that I work for and with like Ocean Culture Life. So I think that that's kind of their like plans as well. Is like that's what they want to be doing. That's what I want to be doing. So I think, like, the end kind of goal is obviously yeah just to be like paid to travel um but yeah i don't know which kind of like seeing where the path takes me and not planning too much really i'm just kind of letting the path take me on the path it it's gonna yeah, take me just do what you gotta see do. what happens see what happens yeah, yeah I but, think. but i do good. just want to travel really and create some cool content so that's yeah, kind of, that's kind of like the path i'm trying to direct myself in and where i want to be going so it's the game plan yeah it's always what you gotta do just like think what's the next thing because like yeah. travel is like one of those things like everyone wants to, like, a lot of people want to do it but it's just so expensive to like start but then once you get like one job you can kind of get another one 
and like trying to reduce yeah. the costs like just i found like a lot of people just dm people who are out there like i said my mates out in la when they went to bali they're like right we want to stay at a five-star resort okay we're going to email and dm every five-star resort going on but in bali and then they eventually yeah. they, they got one to say yes to make them content and they're like well if you let us stay here yeah, for free we'll make, we'll make you some free content yeah that i think that's the kind of strategy i've had in place as well and when i was researching before i got a this filmmaking job that was kind of the plan that to travel i'd just like make content for free stays and stuff like that um and yeah i'll probably be doing that in the future as well if not hopefully trying to get paid as well whilst doing it yeah you've got to leverage your leverage your skills really i think and not many people do that which is uh Mm-hmm. Not yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Not the, not the vibe. Have you got before, like, vibe. before you like kind of wrap it up? Do you got um? Oh, first of all, where can the people find you on on the internet? Oh well, you can head over to my Instagram, Tom underscore Webster five, or on TikTok, Tom Webster three. It's a bit annoying that I had to have two different numbers, but someone snaked me out on TikTok <laughs> and took the five. So now I've got a five and a number three. So Tom Webster five on Instagram, Tom Webster three on TikTok. And I've got a YouTube as well, which is just Tom Webster, but I don't know, it's not really that active. So you can just grab the other channels. Sounds, sounds good. Is there anything like a anything that motivates you, like a phrase, a quote, a mantra, anything that you kind of, live by or do that you want to share with the people uh, get people motivated to get out of bed in the morning i think so the quote i live off is just everything happens for a reason so like if anything like bad's happening or like anything doesn't go as planned or something does go as planned like there's always like a reason behind it and it's like taking you on this path in life that's that's for the good for the better so everything happens for a reason i got it tattooed on me because that's kind of my life quote and it's just like just what will be will be and just kind of let life take you on this journey that it's going to take you on and don't if something's not going as planned or as you wanted it to there's uh always good in that and just find the positive in that because there's always positive in things and yeah everything happens for a reason man definitely for sure for sure is that like one of those like tattoos you got like on your arm or something? I've got I've got it like wrapped around my ankle. Fair enough. A nice little cheeky spot. That must have been painful as hell. Yeah, man. yeah it was pretty painful. It was like it was like when he got round onto the bone, it was like, oh. mate, what are you doing? Like Yeah, pain is pain is temporary, failure is forever. That's all. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think that's that's a pretty good vibe. Hopefully uh Callum will be back next week for more podcasting fun. If he's not, well, who knows what will happen two podcasts in a week i'd say that's pretty successful tom thank you for coming on bringing your amazing beach vibes energy and uh, amazing smile which the people can't see after a few technical <laughs> issues we got there we're thank just... you bro it's been been good to be here it's been sick yeah well done i've uh taking your podcast with Ginny well done <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice mate hopefully we've got like working audio hopefully uh, if not it's gonna be a bit, it's gonna be a bit awkward we'll have to maybe uh, re-record anyway Tom thank you so much for coming on nice thank one mate cheers for listening Appreciate if you are still here right but thank you everyone for listening if you're still here and I'll see everyone in the next one cheers